0: You're listening to Creating Impact Through Giving, a podcast brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, providing you with the stories, techniques, and tools around impactful giving. On this show, we'll talk to donors, professional advisors, nonprofit leaders, and our own team of experts to identify charitable strategies that have resulted in some of our most impactful gifts. Hello, I'm Dan Martell, and welcome back to Creating Impact Through Giving. If you look around the Oklahoma City metro area today, you'll notice how beautiful some of our city and neighborhood parks are. Look how the medians along some of our streets look and how great so many of our public spaces look. The Oklahoma City Community Foundation has been helping our community through beautification projects for the last several years, and it's all due in part to leadership and dedicated staff that continue to help make that happen. It really took off back in the early 90s when a local school teacher named Margaret Annis Boys passed away and left one and a half million dollars to the Community Foundation. Miss Boys wanted to create an endowment to fund projects that would beautify and care for public parks and medians throughout Oklahoma City. The Community Foundation has honored her final wishes ever since. In this episode, we'll talk to Lance Gross, who is the Oklahoma City Community Foundation Parks and Wellness Programs Manager. Also on today's podcast, we're happy to have Scott Copeland. Scott is the Natural Resources Manager with OKC Park's Natural Resources Division. Well, let's jump to it. I want to welcome Lance Gross back to Creating Impact Through Giving. Lance, welcome. Great to be here. Uh, So Lance, you've been with the Oklahoma City Community Foundation for several months now, and today we are talking about the importance and the impact that beautification can have on our city And the OCCF has certainly done its part by awarding grants to all kinds of park and public space projects, correct? That is correct, yes. Can you tell us a little bit about the process, Lance? How does one apply for a grant from the Community Foundation if they have a project that would help their own neighborhood park or some other type of beautification project? Sure.
1: Oklahoma City Community Foundation has grant applications that people can submit for beautification projects within neighborhoods. And it's a very simple process. Uh, they can go to the website and download the information sheet that talks about uh, the process and how to work through it. But essentially, the first thing that they need to do is just give us a call to kind of talk through and see what they see what type of project they want to do because we like to vet the projects before they actually, you know, submit the application.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So save, save some time on their end, too, as well, just in case, yeah.
1: Exactly, because they may have a, an idea for something that... May not qualify for what we uh, provide funding for.
0: Uh, tell us about the role you play in this particular process. Sure. Or what I basically do is, you know,
1: talk with the individuals who are interested in submitting an application. Just kind of find out exactly what they want to do, and we try to guide them into a certain d- direction so that it meets our qualifications. Um, and for the most part, you know, they do go along with what we're wanting or or requesting them to do. And once they do do that, um, you know, we'll provide them with a link to submit everything online, which is a very simple process. But what I do for the Community Foundation is you know, manage and make sure that these, these things run smoothly.
0: Okay, are there specific times throughout the year when people can apply for park grants to the Community Foundation?
1: Yes, yes, we have a uh, grant cycle twice a year. The first one is right at the beginning of the year, around middle of January, and then the second one comes around in, in uh, the middle of July. So, And it works out pretty good for the you know, tree planting because you know, there's a certain time of year between uh, usually about Thanksgiving till early, early spring that they, we really want them to plant trees at that time. So you know, we, we try to set that, that schedule up so that it works out good.
0: Excellent. Um, what are some of the other projects that are kind of in the works right now that the foundation has helped fund? There's
1: been a really good one that came about. Uh, it's for the Friends of Choctaw Park. They completed a Monarch Way station, which is essentially a butterfly garden. Uh, one individual is putting, uh, putting all this together, and it's it just turned out just great. And this the second one that, that was really interesting here in central Oklahoma was a, a story walk project at a local library, uh, the city of Bethany. It's associated with a park that's right adjacent to it, but essentially what they've done is taken a book apart and put it at different locations within the, the trail that circles the park. So people can walk, get a little exercise, but also read a book as they go. So it's it's a great, great project. And I think it's really the first one here in central Oklahoma.
0: So who does determine which applications are chosen over others? Because I know you guys receive a lot of applications. Does this depend on the type of project that one wants to accomplish? How do you all decide
1: yeah, that's a great question. It is dependent upon the type of project that uh, that we're looking for, and and if it meets all the you know grant requirements as well. Um, we have a committee internal and also external that'll go through these projects. They're all evaluated based upon a, a point system that we use to you know to to grade these things. So. It's not, you know, basically we like this one and we don't like that one. It's it's we do have some numbers associated with it.
0: One of the larger endeavors recently was a a project called Relief. How did that come about? And, And tell me how people benefited. Sure. Yeah, the
1: Relief project came about because of the 2020 ice storm that we had and also the sub zero temperatures that occurred in February of 2021. Uh, the combination of those two really had a, a real negative impact on, you know, the trees here in Oklahoma. What we've done is uh, develop a a process where people can actually uh, replant trees that they had lost. Uh, not necessarily on private property, but within neighborhood associations within the common areas. So if, you know, a neighborhood came to us and said, okay, we've lost, you know, 10 trees here in this location, um, we would fund them to to plant the trees.
0: All right. Well, that sounds like it was a, another hugely successful uh, endeavor that the Community Foundation undertook and, and implemented and uh, made a lot of people happy, I guess. They got some of their trees back, which is great.
1: Exactly. And I think there was probably about 400 trees that were planted. Excellent. Uh,
0: now, in addition to parks and neighborhoods, what are some of the other types of organizations that are eligible to apply for these kind of grants?
1: We work with... Uh, local parks departments to replace trees that were damaged. We've worked with the Myriad Gardens to replace trees that were damaged as well. Um, Other nonprofit organizations as well or foundations can also apply.
0: Okay. So final question I want to ask you, what does the future look like for Oklahoma City Parks and neighborhood parks? Yeah, that's
1: a great question. You know, you think about this, uh, I've been involved in municipal government for the past 30 years and seeing a real disinvestment, um, probably the first 20 years. But over the past, say, 10, maybe 15 years, the city of Oklahoma City has really started to put more into their capital improvement projects, you know, building new parks, upgrading things. um, You know, the deferred maintenance that has gone on for so long has really turned around. You know, they've included projects within bond issue projects, within, you know, the maps projects, and it appears, though, the city leaders have really understood the importance of, you know, having a good park system here and something that's well maintained as well which benefits everybody because it really, it really comes down to a quality of life here in Oklahoma City.
0: Well, and it's funny, I guess if you go back 30, 40 years, you, you kind of looked around Oklahoma City and it didn't seem to be, you know, the most attractive city in, uh, in the in the country, but uh, through the years and through the work that the Community Foundation continues to do with this, their parks and public space initiative, it's, I mean, we are really looking like an incredibly beautiful city the, the more and more we see things popping up and I think this only contributes to people, you know, taking care of their own neighborhood parks and investing and in, in doing what they do to keep families together and, and, uh, and invite visitors in. So that's all impressive. So Lance, if people are listening, what's the best way for them to find out about the park grants offered through the Oklahoma City Community Foundation?
1: Sure. The best way to do that is to go to occf.org parks that is a location that they can find out all the information that they need to to know about making an application for that for that grant. Uh, my phone number's there as well. Uh, they can give me a call and talk to me about a project. We'll be more than happy to to work them uh, through the process and you know discuss any issues or questions that they have.
0: All right, if you're you're living in a neighborhood in and around Oklahoma City and you have a little neighborhood park, you've got a project that you're interested in Seeing that thing upgraded and would like to apply for a grant, the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, uh, again, it's OCCF.org backslash parks. Um, Feel free to reach out or give uh, Lance Gross a call. Lance, thanks for being on the podcast today. We certainly hope that uh, people will take advantage of all the work the Community Foundation continues to do for the city, especially when it comes to our parks and public spaces. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for having me. Also with us today is Scott Copeland. Scott does oversee the design, construction, and landscape maintenance at Memorial Park, as well as oversees the maintenance at Will Rogers Garden, both here in Oklahoma City. Welcome to our podcast today, Scott. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your job. What do you do, Scott? So I've actually worked for the Oklahoma City Parks
2: Department for almost 20 years now. Um, I started back in 1995. I uh, worked there for about 14 years on the park planner, so my background is landscape architecture. Um, and then about 14 years into it, it was time for a change and I actually went to the maps department uh, and worked on maps uh, projects for like maps for kids and then when maps 3 came around, actually Scissor Tell Park was my project that I was working on and then all of the multi-use trails were projects that I worked on too. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of experience, got to meet a lot of cool people, do a lot of cool stuff and then um, during the process of doing the park, I got to meet the new parks director, and, and then uh, the lady who's now the parks director, who was in my position at the time, she was a natural resource manager, um, she became assistant director. And one day I went down and I told her I wanted her job since she left to become the assistant director, so here I am now. And it's been a great, I mean, it's I feel very fortunate to have the job I have. It's a great job. It's fun. It's never the same on any day. I mean, it's awesome. Um So as a natural resource manager, uh, I I oversee the fish hatchery. We're the only city in the state, maybe in the region or country, I've been told, that actually has a fish hatchery. Um, So we supply little fish for all the close to home waters and all the big lakes in Oklahoma City. So it's really cool. It's about uh, making fishing better in Oklahoma City, and that's what we try to do. We work really closely with the wildlife department. Uh, We manage field horticulture. Field horticulture maintains... Over 60 acres of grass and over 500,000 square feet of uh, planting beds within the park system. Remaintained city hall, bicentennial park, uh, municipal courts. A lot of media, Oklahoma Boulevard, First American Museum, we maintain all of that now within Fantastic. my division. So.
0: Well, so, I mean, really, then a lot of the beautification that we, we see across the city, you've had a hand in quite a bit of it. Probably. That's excellent. That's what's fun about it. Absolutely. <laughs> so Will Rogers Park is where the Margaret Annis Boys Arboretum is located. Yes. When was that arboretum named after Miss Boys, and how did that all happen? Can you tell us a little so bit So, I know
2: that? I don't know the whole story. I know part of it. I know in about 2009, it was actually... Dedicated to the Margaret S. Trust Arboretum. Um, before that, um, the Columbia Community Foundation helped uh, fund a trail that goes through the a walking trail that goes through the gardens, which is that was a game changer for the whole park. Um, before that came along, it kind of had a bad reputation because of things that happened in the park. And as soon as they built the trail, more people came into the park, into the garden, and we don't have hardly any problems anymore inside the garden. So the, the trail that was put in with Margaret Annis
0: Boyce Trust money, was a game changer for the garden. I will tell you that. Well, and, and I know that the Oklahoma City Community Foundation um, has awarded grants to both Will Rogers Park and Memorial Park. Yes. In addition to the trail that you just mentioned at uh, Will Rogers, what are some of the other projects that you were part of? Because I know you've been you've had a long relationship <laughs> with the foundation yes. and uh, with some of the folks that have kind of worked in our parks oh, yeah, and Brian public Doherty. spaces. I've Brian, Brian Doherty yeah, for a long, yeah, a long, long absolutely. Time. But then who doesn't know Brian? So? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, what are some of the other projects that, you, that come to mind? Um,
2: when I first took over this job, we actually did some entrance markers uh, that we worked with Brian on, and we put these giant boulders with uh, a bronze plaque on them to tell a little bit about the Margaret Sanis Boys Trust and the, and the trail and all that. So that was one. Um, we've done There's tree planting projects that have gone on, and then more recently we've added what we call the memory garden inside Will Rogers' garden, and it was our first big project that the Friends of Will Rogers worked with the Community Foundation on, and we're we're close to completing that. It's it's an over a hundred thousand dollar project. Um, it's it's an awesome little project. In fact, we're we're finishing up the little fountain in the in the garden right now. That's going to be really cool. So I encourage everybody to come out and see it. So that was the last big thing that we worked on with the Community, community Foundation. Um, and we're look, we're looking at other things down the road too. We're we're looking at expanding. We're actually working on a master plan
0: for the entire garden right now that we want to work real closely with. The Excellent. That on. is fantastic. You. you know, uh, Brian just retired. I think uh, his last week with us was just a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And uh, with Lance Gross taking over, I know that yeah. Lance has got all kinds of things uh, coming oh, Lance up. Lance is and, awesome. Too. And you guys are going to have a good relationship, oh, yeah. I'm sure, with, with whatever we end up funding. Yep. Um, the large water fountain located at Memorial Park was, mm-hmm. a non, was non-functioning for what seemed to be decades. It's now working. Do you know anything about that project? I know a lot about the project. Okay, well, tell so us about the it. The fountain
2: is, I think, it's close to ninety years old, to my recollection. Right, right. Um, It was they right before I came back to the Parks Department. Uh, the park planners did a design in the garden, and they redid all the area around it. They had planting beds. They had a little DG area that's around the fountain, um, and. The DG has been kind of become kind of a nightmare in a way because what happens, people throw the gravel into the fountain and and then it gets into the pump and then the pump stops. So it's always a a series of it's working, then it's not working, then it's working, it's not working. And then the fountain itself is so old that it had developed some big cracks in it and stuff. And that's the last thing that was huge help with from the Community Foundation. They paid for a restoration of the fountain itself and it's beautiful. They filled the cracks, it works. We've done work on the pump itself, so it has a new pump in it now, so it should be running for a long time. Uh, One of the the things I would like to do in the future is actually get rid of the DG and put it in a solid paving, so then you don't have any problems with any of the stuff going in it. And we're also looking at doing irrigation to the beds. The beds never had irrigation. One of the big things that, that I believe in, every planting bed that we have should have irrigation. The goal down the road is to use less water. But to get things established, it's the best and easiest way to do things. So we're looking at doing that throughout the park system on things that we work
0: on. Well, I can tell you that just driving down Western Avenue in Oklahoma City and, and looking over and seeing that, that beautiful fountain functioning. Oh, it's thing, awesome. It's, it's, it's incredible. Oh, I agree. And I'm sure it's drawing a lot of new people to the park. Oh, I guarantee you, know, you. Drove by. Yeah. And- for for many years and said, well, what's the point? But now that's the well. That and the
2: other it. thing at Memorial Park too, though, is there's a parking lot on the north side of the park, and we did get a little money from the community foundation. I don't know, I can't remember the exact amount, but we put in a rain garden for the parking lot, and that's a great project too. We're going to be landscaping it pretty soon, so we we'll be able to make that look better too. So it's it'll, it's getting all, everything's getting better.
0: So you you all maintain uh, softscape and hardscape at Will Rogers Park. What does yeah. that entail? Now, I'm not sure our listeners really know what. <laughs> The difference between a softscape and a hardscape is, tell us what that it's is. It's easy. Hardscape is more like your concrete paving, concrete pavers, anything that's
2: hard that you walk on or, you know, like that. Softscape is your
0: landscape beds, basically. So it's really simple. Okay. Well, now, now everybody out there yeah. that's listening, you know the difference between yeah. softscape and hardscape. Uh, what types of improvements do you all do at the Margaret Annis Boys Arboretum?
2: So we 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 now irrigate it because we finally this past year actually put in a sprinkler system for the very first time in the entire garden. So we spent a lot of money, uh, so we now get to irrigate everything, which is a game changer. So we're looking at doing more understory plantings, uh, more bed plantings. Uh, we just uh, we did the harp the wind harp that was a community foundation project too, which is
0: awesome. Um, so we, we mow, we irrigate, plant trees. You know, Scott, you mentioned uh, just a, a few minutes ago that there was a time that Will Rogers Park seemed to be in decay. It was yep. sort of unsafe, and mm-hmm. a lot of people weren't going to the park. Was it the trails that was the turnaround for that park? I think so. Uh, it just seemed every, it just
2: seemed to change. It got more people in the park. That's the one thing, if you know things about the park systems that in general, the more people that visit a park, the less problems you have with vandalism and other stuff. So we encourage everybody to get out and go to their park because, and the thing that's really cool about it too is
0: that parks are for everybody. Up until eleven o'clock at night, then they close. Well, Scott, thanks for being with us today. I appreciate it. I know you, uh, you guys, continue to do wonderful things to keep both Memorial Park, Will Rogers Park, looking beautiful, as well as some of the other parks all over our city. Um, we continue to attract families and visitors for their unique offerings, and you and your team have done a great job keeping that Margaret Annis Boys legacy alive. We do appreciate that. Um, And it all started with an endowment she created, and today the foundation continues to foster her wishes with the help of folks like you. Thanks for being here, Scott. We do appreciate you having me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Well, that wraps us up today. We hope you learned a little bit about beautification and what it means to our city and for our neighborhood parks. Anybody can leave an impact in their community. The Oklahoma City Community Foundation took the idea of a retired school teacher named Margaret Annis-Boys and continued to fulfill her wishes every day into perpetuity by awarding grants to a variety of parks and public spaces all across the metro area. Join us again next month when we'll have a special podcast for all of you Uh, As I interview the brand new president and CEO of the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, Tricia Finnegan. As you know, Nancy Anthony served as our president here at the Community Foundation for 37 years, and we now look to a future with a new leader. We will talk to Tricia about her vision for the Community Foundation and the future impact it will have on the OKC community. We look forward to having her on board and on this podcast. I want to thank Lance Gross and Scott Copeland for being with us today. We look forward to having you back with us next month. Until then, I'm Dan Martell. Thanks for listening to Creating Impact Through Giving. Have a fantastic week. Creating Impact Through Giving is brought to you by the Oklahoma City Community Foundation, a nonprofit that works with donors to create charitable funds that benefit our community both now and in the future. For all episodes and more information, visit OCCF.org impact. Thanks for listening today, and I'd like to leave you with this. Everybody wants to create some kind of impact in your community. What would you like to do? Contact the Oklahoma City Community Foundation and let us help you turn your legacy into a reality today. See you next time.